whenever the Congress party wants to make a big statement, they turn to their secret weapon from America. And to be honest, there's no one quite like Mr. Raghuram Rajan. He really makes an impact. Indians loved him when he was our RBI governor during the Congress era. And his word still holds a lot of weight today. Especially when this economist talks about our economy. Because let's face it, nothing pinches the middle class and poor more than the pinch they feel in their pocket when the economy is not doing well. And he dissected it perfectly. So today, let's look at the background against which Mr. Rajan decided to join Rahul Gandhi, what they spoke about and the three most important criticisms he had about the current state of our economy. And guys, if you like such videos, please do hit that like and subscribe button for more such financial content. First up, let me give you some context. The Congress party is in the midst of the Bharat Jodo Yatra, which is basically an ongoing mass movement where Rahul Gandhi is attempting to unite his party cadre and the general public across the country. It's a build-up to gain traction for the general elections in 2024. Mr. Gandhi is walking on foot from Kanyakumari to Kashmir over 150 days and it's at his 106th day today. So a lot of politicians from various parties and even celebrities have joined him for part of his yatra. But on the 14th of December, he was joined by a very special guest in Rajasthan. And if in the past, Mr. Rajan was ever accused of being a very PR-friendly figure, this meeting of the minds, if you will, with Rahul Gandhi only reinforced that image. I mean, the setting was perfect. For a conversation that focused on the economy and the middle class and how these days inequality is on the rise, the setting was just perfect. They were sitting on a terrace on plastic chairs overlooking a field of some sorts. The walls around it weren't even painted and were coated in cement. Not a posh setting at all, but beautiful nonetheless. And I gotta give it to them. Their conversation was absolutely free-flowing and didn't seem rehearsed at all. They spoke about a wide range of topics which covered everything from farmers to the green revolution to stock markets, cryptocurrencies, geopolitical issues, interest rates and many more. But I am going to touch upon the three most important aspects where Mr. Rajan gave us a great insight into where our economy can improve. So number one is he feels that small and medium sized businesses in India don't get much support from the system. And they go through too many struggles if they need to grow big. And this is because of wrong policy decisions on the part of our government. Demonetization and GST, although well intended, had the effect of unintended formalization. So we have gone about this process of uh, uh, maybe unintended formalization. Hmm. Demonetization forced a lot of companies that were informal yeah. to go out of business. Yeah. Uh, GST is forcing a lot of small companies that earlier didn't pay yeah. significant taxes. Yeah. Now it's forcing them to pay taxes and they're uncompetitive if they start paying, paying taxes. So this dual economy is being shut down. By this he meant demonetization put a lot of small informal businesses out of business. And GST has forced a lot of small businesses to pay tax and this additional burden has made them uncompetitive. Also, he pointed out that all these small businesses are bearing the costs of formalization, but they aren't reaping the benefits of it. They don't get loans or credit as easily as their big counterparts. No technological support is ever extended to them by the government. And there is no certainty about policy, which keeps on changing frequently. 
He gave an example of big firms being able to raise money during the pandemic while small firms couldn't. In fact, he made a very pertinent observation when he noted that they get used to the benefits of staying small and being under the radar of the government, who instead of encouraging them to grow big, begins to chase them when they start growing. Although he didn't use this term specifically, the word tax terrorism has been thrown around quite a lot in the past. In a nutshell, there is no incentive for businesses to transition from small to big, which needs a little bit of hand-holding like how they are given in the US. And that's why many American businesses grow fast and become global companies. In India, it's like as soon as a factory employs more than 20 people, the provident fund regulations kick in from the next day and compliance costs rise. Number two is the ever controversial topic of jobs. And even if I had a bone to pick with our economy, it would be the creation of jobs, which begins with making our citizens more employable. A more skill-driven education system, if you will. So Mr. Rajan said that jobs are created when small businesses grow into big ones, which is a sort of continuation to the previous point. He notes that everyone wants a government job because firstly it's safe and secondly you get a lot of social security benefits. Exactly right. It's the growth which creates the jobs. Small firms by themselves don't yeah. create so many jobs. It's when they grow. Right that they create so many jobs. We need to make that possible. Bairozgari is a very problem. And the thing is that people only want to work in the government because there is a pension, this is, that is, and security. And they are looking for them, they are giving them. And you know that many people can work in the government. If you are the whole नौकरी है सरकार में आप उनको अगर ओपन भी करते हैं तो ज़्यादा से ज़्यादा एक परसेंट दो परसेंट वहाँ पे एम्प्लॉय हो जाएंगे तो इसलिए मेरे ख्याल में हमें प्राइवेट सेक्टर को बढ़ाना है क्योंकि वहाँ पे नौकरी रोजगारी आगे बढ़ा सकते हैं वहाँ पे और एक तो प्राइवेट सेक्टर एक एग्रीकल्चर में अगर हम टेक्नोलॉजी ले आते हैं वहाँ पे तो वहाँ पे भी नौकरी पैदा हो सकते हैं but we should be promoting private jobs as well and one way to do this is to encouraging job generating sectors such as agriculture or the export sector. Policy decisions around these sectors have been very unstable over the years and they keep on changing. So a lot of confusion is created which discourages business. A perfect example of this would be countries like Bangladesh, Vietnam and Philippines stealing our business in terms of manufacturing and exports. Countries have began to look away from China, which was the world's factory. And India should naturally be capitalizing on this opportunity. But instead now, Bangladesh has become the most important industry in terms of textiles. And it's because they've used their export policy very effectively. The main problem with our policy is that there's no consistency. One day our commerce ministry says exports are good, do more. And the next day, it's like we're imposing so-and-so restrictions on exports. And number three is a fascinating concept of the service revolution. The thing is, when a country evolves from a third world to a second world and then to a developed country, the transformation is usually from an agricultural to a manufacturing to a service-based economy. And India has an advantage here, which we should capitalize on. Our IT industry being a service-based one, is one of the best in the world. This was my take. Now here's what Mr. Rajan said. 
ही सेट देर अ न्यू टाइप ऑफ जॉब बींग क्रिएटेड इन द सर्विस इंडस्ट्री और आप पहले कह रहे थे कि अब एक नए तरीके की सर्विसेज की नौकरी आ रही है जरूर आजकल ये जो कंसल्टिंग फर्म्स हैं वो पहले अमेरिका में बेचते थे अपने सर्विसेज और इंडिया में बैक ऑफिस का काम करते थे ये पावर पॉइंट प्रेजेंटेशन ये वो आजकल वो इंडिया में कंसल्टेंट्स एम्प्लॉय कर रहे हैं वो कंसल्टेंट्स काम कर रहे हैं जैसे कि वो अमेरिका में हैं और प्रेजेंटेशंस दे रहे हैं जूम पे दे आर actually as if they are working in america hmm. which means they get much higher salary but iske liye iske liye angrezi ki zarurat hai angrezi ki zarurat hai aur higher education ki zarurat hai aur higher education ke liye primary education chahiye secondary education chahiye to abhi aap jante hain ye pandemic hua hai aur kafi sare bacche abhi school nahi gaye 2 saal ke liye nahi gaye na sirf seekhe nahi 2 saal ke liye lekin bhool bhi gaye तो अभी देयर थ्री इयर्स बिहाइंड देयर क्लास अंटिल रिसेंटली कंसल्टिंग फर्म यूज टू प्रोवाइड सर्विसेज इन अमेरिका एंड देयर बैक ऑफिसेज यूज टू बी इन इंडिया नाउ डेज दीज फर्म्स हैव सेट अप शॉप इन इंडिया इटसेल्फ एंड आर प्रोवाइडिंग अ होल रेंज ऑफ सर्विसेज फ्रॉम योर Zoom calls, remote conferences, and a host of other tools have enabled a more decentralized approach of working from anywhere in the world. Obviously, the pandemic was responsible for this. and american companies are willing to match salaries paid in america for these jobs the only question is can indians land these jobs or will they be given to foreigners working and residing in india well that just depends on how qualified our citizens are for which we need quality higher education for which our primary and secondary education needs to be of good standard Mr Rajan pointed out that our education system failed to recognize that the two years of pandemic where online education was the norm was practically wasted those students who were promoted especially in higher grades cannot be expected to do well going ahead because they haven't understood what was taught so there's a big gap which needs to be addressed and this like the jobs issue has been a long standing discussion where our citizens to become more employable need to be given better quality of education where we focus more on skills and vocational training rather than just load rote learning maybe the new education policy which still needs to come fully into effect can address this who knows and the service revolution well mr rajan spoke about is not only limited to consulting for example a doctor sitting in india can provide telemedicine services to patients in america and earn valuable foreign exchange for our country it all depends on how competitive indians are on a world stage for which our education system needs to train us and there have been rumors doing the rounds now whether they have originated from the bjp or just from plain observation and the view is that mr rajan has political ambitions in india and is looking for a powerful ministerial berth maybe as finance minister or maybe the congress is planning to pitch him as the face of the prime minister itself and comparisons between him and dr manmohan singh have been made where just like dr singh mr rajan would be the face of the congress party with rahul gandhi holding the true power behind the scenes who knows but what we do know is that mr raguram rajan is a very well liked and well respected economist and has the ability to influence people with his knowledge and style 
and when mr rajan speaks people just listen thank you now be the first to know about the latest updates on our new news app go on your android or ios search for hw news network download our app choose the language you prefer to get updates in and be up to date with the latest news